G'day, everybody. Welcome to the music podcast with Dave and Neil. Uh, this is a very exciting day for us because yeah. uh, we've got one of our personal heroes here in the studio <laughs> with us, Mr. Arj Barker. Hello, sir. Hey, guys. What's up? Welcome. Thanks for coming for coming in and uh, joining us here at Vienna People, uh, the amazingly cool studio that we've just spent the last... Yeah, very cool. Doesn't mm. actually show up on Google Maps. It's a secret studio. The address <laughs> does, but... <laughs> I'm 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 crafty. I figured it out. We um the actual studio itself is decorated with like some of the like the raddest like coolest out there shit ever. Um, but there's a there's a like a a mural right behind Arj at the moment of a of a Mothman, mm. and uh, and that led you Arj to tell us like a, a beautiful slash terrifying story <laughs> about some urban urban legends um, that you knew of. Oh yeah. Well, Mothman's a real thing. Like it was, there were real sightings mm. in this one part of the United States of this large winged humanoid creature, and there was a cluster of sightings. And then shortly after that, a bridge collapsed, and so some people in right in the area, and some yeah. people think that that he was like a harbinger of, of a bad thing. So he like flutters in. On the moth I'm surprised you don't know. There was exist. like the Richard Gere the, movie. I mean, like, uh, you know, we you all don't like love Richard, Richard Gere. Yeah. <laughs> no one's bagging on Richard Gere. <laughs> no, I wouldn't just, do that. I never <laughs> saw that. <laughs> I never saw that movie, but I actually just knew about this because of my interest in UFOs that occasionally you get on a tangent and you read about something else or monsters. Mm. Uh, cryptozoology, I think it's called, you know, the study of monsters and treating it like a science. Yeah. But it's never really been my thing, but I did read a. You know, hear a few things or read a few things. Mm. So you're not like a, you're a, you're not an expert. I'm not you're super a... into ghosts either, but you know, <laughs> like I'll you know I'll ghost it up once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, this the story that um that really creeped us out right before we hit record was the one about this. There are these little children. Oh with, yeah, with dead black evil eyes. Well, I mean, I think you infer your own evilness into their that's true appearance, but they are they're called black eyed children. Yeah, and they're these kids that show up, and they're dressed really weird. Quite. Oddly, as you you said earlier, I was trying to find the right word, but just a little out of date, yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little bit prim. I'm maybe dressed like from the fifties instead of yeah. Not how you'd expect kids like to dress out of time. Hey, yeah, a little bit like not, not quite getting it right. And then you enter the door and say, "Oh, hi, can I help you?" Hi, kids. And then they look up and they're just these charcoal black, just dark pat where there's no eyes it's just darkness yeah. blackness <laughs> so you shit your pants immediately yeah. and then they'll say something like is it time to eat or can we come in now but they they whatever they are some people think they're demons other people think that they're aliens this and that but mm. for whatever reason they can't just Go in your house. You have to invite them in. It's kind of like a vampire thing. You, like a vampire can't come in your house. <laughs> it is. It's you, like, similar invite thing. The vampire in, right? Yeah, it probably is of that lineage. Uh, but that 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 aspect of the story, I don't I don't know exactly where it's from. But there's been sightings of these things. If you believe the people that have seen them, mm. yeah. Like if you believe the witnesses, then these exist. It's really, really what it comes Shit down to. And, and the PSA portion of this story is don't let them in. Don't let them in because, <laughs> yeah, if you let them in, then terrible things probably can happen theoretically. Yeah. So if you ever, if like you're late at night um, or any time of the day and small children end up at your doorstep asking to come in, the best bet 
close the doors on them. Um, I mean, if they have eyes, if they have eyes, then they're probably all right. That's sweet. Okay, how about I just go back help. and enjoy your LSD quietly on your own? Yeah. Would be my advice. Jesus. Um, we I was going to say, Arjun, we mentioned off air. Um, so Dave and I would did community radio a couple of years back, um, and I remember we you were coming to town and we were really excited and we were trying to get you on the show. Couldn't do it. Don't know if you've had a really stern publicist. Don't know what the cause you're, you're was. A, you're a busy man, and um, our listenership of, of three to four people at the time probably would have massively boosted uh, your uh, your sold out show um, sales. I've certainly done community radio here and there. Mm. Okay, uh, so just not our show. <laughs> no, in a, it w- definitely wasn't personal. But I don't know. I didn't remember yeah. the instance or know why. No. So what I happened? We we thought you know fuck it. He can't come on. We'll go to the show. We'll try and get like a cool signature. Let's say, hey, Arj Barker, this is Arj. You're listening to the Dave Neal show. Um, so we met you at the show. Or well, you didn't come. It was just me. I was yeah. there. And um, where was the show? Uh, was it Castle Hill Castle RSL? Hill RSL. Okay. So this is a couple of years yeah. ago. And um, we said hi. And I asked you to do it. And you're like, yeah, sure. But I didn't tell you what the state what the station was. So you and we we have this like that we put yeah. that on the show for many episodes. It was yeah. this literally goes, "Hey, this is Arj Barker, and you're listening to Dave and Neil here on this station." And I went ninety point five, ninety point five, and that was it. And we played oh, cool. that. It was like the that intro was, of our show for like ever a year. I think until we stopped the show, that was in our <laughs> until the show got cancelled. <laughs> yeah. we don't know why that happened. Yeah, yeah. it was completely what gone wrong. <laughs> It's, it was, so I um, guess, a belated thank you for yeah. that uh, for that little Vox Pop. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah, sure. I, I, actually, yeah. I have a, maybe a vague recollection yeah. of that, but um, well, I'm glad it worked out. It did. It worked out great because, you know, Dave and I have been big fans of yours for a while now. Um, for me personally, I heard of you first through Arjun Poopy. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, the first sure. time I actually saw the cartoons before I saw your stand-up. Which is, so for those who aren't familiar with Arjun Poopy, <laughs> this was a series of like animated, like little short, um, uh, I guess, w- w- a web series. That, that yeah, it was, it was more or less some jokes of mine that a friend who's a superb animator uh, made little yeah, vignettes, mm. or, uh, little t- short cartoons. And we created, we came up with the idea of me having a cat that I could... <laughs> So I could have someone to talk to. Mm. Yeah. So Poopy but was he, never a, a real a real cat. Poopy was no, a, Poop, a fabrication. Well, Poopy's a real cat in so much as Bugs Bunny's a real bunny. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, mean, he, he's he, not. he lives in a, in a two dimensional world. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and he doesn't really talk, but he sort of he has flatulence. And he, he can respond a little bit. What? How was that recorded? How like obviously Poopy just talks through like a. That's how he talked. Was that? What was that noise? Was that just someone? I mean, I can't remember. It might have been. I might have just done a bunch of fart sounds as mm-hmm. you know, as uh, so you voiced all the characters. <laughs> and then maybe Bernie had it when he edited. It, maybe he had, or maybe he got them from somewhere else. Yeah. But I might have, you know, gone, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. like different styles, and that's more of like a, you know a, a, a seeper. But um, just whatever different stuff, you know, I might have given him a bunch, but I can't remember to be honest. Mm. Or if he went somewhere else to freefartsounds.com or whatever. <laughs> Does that exist? Probably. <laughs> Probably. It's, it, it's the internet. It almost definitely <laughs> exists. But I mean, like, you know, obviously there is, you know, it's such a long sort of comedy career sort of behind you. This being, you know, uh, Arjun Poopy being something you did years ago. Um, and then, of course, you know, Flight of the Concords and, you know, all the up comedy. Like, how often are you having people come up to you and be like, hey, like, he was my Arj Barker discovery story, and it's something that you haven't even thought about or looked at for years. Um, I mean, not too often. Probably most people don't tell me 
most people I meet, you know, don't tell me what, where they saw me first or wh- where they know me from. But yeah. occasionally, if someone comes up, they usually just say, "Hey, hey, Arch, you know, hey, you know, nice to meet you, a big fan or whatever. Mm. Love your stuff." Mostly, really short and nearly always friendly. So I don't have any problem with it at all. But it doesn't happen okay. that often. But here and there, you know, depends. You know, the weird thing is that sometimes. I get, especially if someone's visiting me from uh, from overseas. If I'm an Australian, someone someone comes out, and I'm secretly hoping that I'll get recognized. So they can <laughs> <laughs> seem kind of cool. Because yeah, so, and then it'll just be like, I can't get recognized to save my life, you know. <laughs> and I'm walking around like sticking my face out. <laughs> the sunglasses are off. Yeah, exactly. Just like, hey, everybody, <laughs> trying to get my voice out there. <laughs> Hi, great to be here tonight. <laughs> Love but this country. Just nothing. But then there's other days when I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, you know, whatever, I'm at the airport and, and th- maybe, you know, a handful of people. And I think, do I look more like myself today than other days? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what caused it to come in little flurries like that. But it, overall, it hasn't, it's not a big impact in my life yeah are you because you're, I mean, you're not, living in Melbourne? i'm not that level of, of well-known like that you know there's no paps there's no no one hassles me so it's like that's annoying though isn't it when you're the the paparazzi up in your grill just, well, it's, it's kind of yeah. nice to not, not have to deal with that i think it must be really tough for those guys though when there's you know they couldn't go to a restaurant with that a guy's waiting outside to kind of hassle them. and mm. I actually think that must be kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> bullet dodged. Really? Yeah, bullet dodged. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to worry about that for a little while. <laughs> but but you're, you're living in Melbourne now? Are you... Are you... Um, no, I'm sort of basing myself there while I tour Australia. So Yeah, right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm renting a place down there. Mm. And then um, I, I... Well, I guess I live between... California and Australia, so back and forth. Mm. Yeah, very nice. Back and forth, back and forth. We were, so we were just looking at um, your tour dates for obviously the, the Australian shows. And if you guys um, are interested in seeing Arj, obviously jump over to ArjBarker.com. All the, all the dates are there. Um, but it's, what I found really, really interesting um, is that you're kind of – you're seeing a lot of the country. Um, we're seeing a lot, of, a lot of Australia. We've got sort of big dates here in Melbourne for the Melbourne Fringe, a big lot of dates uh, later in the year in Brisbane. Well, yeah, Melbourne Fringe is really just – I'm doing this really small theatre. Yeah. And I'm doing that uh, as a work-in-progress show for my new show that I hope to put out next year. Yeah, cool. Excuse me. The rest of the dates are my, tour, my current tour, Organic, mm. which is a you know, fully formed, complete show. Yeah, that I really am happy with, but I also have to think towards the future. So I'm run, doing a uh, little mini run in Melbourne. So it's I think it's a 200 seater or something, just yeah, for cool. like one week. But I can just go there and bring my notes out, and they know that you know I'm I'm you know there's some of them. If it's not funny, get off my back. Yeah, there's no pressure. Yeah, it's really, really useful. Really, that's helpful. a cool opportunity, I guess, of the fringe festivals that people kind of going there. To and I'm doing the same thing different. at Perth Fringe for a week as well. Oh, rad! That'll be the show. Will be near complete because then I'm going. I'm basically going to open up my show officially in Adelaide after that. Yeah, cool. Next February. Excuse me. I don't know why I can't. I have to clear my. I had soy milk so that wouldn't get all. <laughs> 
right? It's non-dairy. With, with a mic, that's very loud as well. Yeah, do you, yeah. Want, um, do you want like some, some water or something? No, no, I'm <laughs> sweet. I got more coffee. <laughs> yeah, we're good to go. I'll just wash it down with more coffee. <laughs> you, were, you were mentioning off-air as well that, you know, you were talking to one of the emerging comics. I wanted to ask because you have been, you know, one of the, the bigger acts for a long period of time now. But like just thinking in the last decade, you know, Flight of the Concords were these fun New Zealand comics and now they're in Hollywood. Someone like Amy Schumer as well, who's blown up in the last decade. I know. I mean, How Amy Schumer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a weird thing in this business because I think no matter where you're at, whatever level of success you have, you'll still... Most people, I mean, very few people will stay perpetually at the top mm. someone's going to pass you up a lot of times it it's someone you know that you maybe saw start out i mean i think because it's so long ago but i i don't know if you know jimmy cars but he's, yeah. he's a monster yeah. like in the uk yeah. like he's a absolute household name like he's one of the biggest comics in the uk mm. and that's yeah, sure. a lot of people and that's a big career mm-hmm. i'm nearly sure i saw him do his first open spot in London at the Comic Store, which is the iconic comedy club of, of London, probably the premier comedy club. I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like I was there when he came in. And, and So a comic works their way up to that, and then they get to do an open spot at the Comic Store. And it's a, it's sort of a big deal when you're starting out. Yeah. But that's such a like different point to where he is now. Mm. Amy Schumer, I met, did tons of shows with her in New York. And, um, you know, she's just... A fellow comic, yeah. And suddenly, you know, now I can't. I don't see her much. <laughs> She's a busy lady now. They don't let me on the private jets. <laughs> busy, busy lady. Are you like so? When you are, you know, in a new town, um, do you sort of go and watch stand up, even when you're not? Performing? No, not really. No, I don't. But also, just to finish on that point. I think it's humbling. It's. I think it can be hard on the ego too. Like when, you know, every, we're all trying to progress. Everyone mm-hmm. in, in their career. I assume you guys are as well, and it's it can be a little hard on the ego to see someone like that you saw start out suddenly, you know, doing what you really aspire mm. to do, just mm. play big places or whatever. But it's also humbling, and I think. Mm. But I, I think as I get older, I'm finally starting to, because I am quite competitive, and so it's you know, I have at times obsessed on. You know, and on, on other people's success, and felt shitty, and but I think I'm getting better at realizing that that's the recipe for unhappiness. You know, mm. you can't really compare. Everyone's different. You know, and what the public chooses to get behind and make big, mm. it doesn't really. It's very much out of your control. Mm. So anyway, I've come to the point where I'm, as I'm eighty or ninety percent of the time quite happy mm. with <laughs> i still have those moments you know yeah but generally i'm I'm happy i have you know i can make a decent living doing what i love so yeah, yeah. and i have great fans and i've you know so i'm very lucky yeah look i i do i do realize that there's a lot of comics would love to be where i am of course there's com there's other comics where i have to i would love to be where they are mm. there's they're maybe at the top they're looking at you know yeah a-list actors and thinking oh, i want to be up. i don't know who knows you know yeah but humans always no find ceiling, hey. human, humans always find a way to, to be unhappy. Mm. And on that point, one of the, and I never thought about this, but I was re- reading a book about this the other day, and uh, it made a good point: is that we're uh, we adapt to whatever our current situation is. So whatever. So let's say you're 
you're uh, let's say you're broke, but you're, I can picture that right now. But you go, but but, but you're <laughs> not gen- generally speaking, you're not unhappy. You have good friends. You have enough money to cover rent. Yeah, you know, and get a few <coughs> few beers on the weekend. Uh, then you win the lottery. So suddenly you're a multimillionaire. Well, the studies show that uh, within two years, on average, you're and I don't know how they measure happiness, but they they do. They have indicators and te- I don't know various tests that psychologists put together. Yeah. Within two years, they say your happiness level will. At first, yeah, you, you'll feel happier. I'm, I'm a millionaire. I, money's no problem, isn't that? Yeah. Within two years, your happiness level. All all other things that being the same will go back to the same level as when you were before you won the lottery, yeah. which I think is really interesting. And that yeah. that has to do with uh, because whatever our situation is, we adapt and it becomes the norm. Mm-hmm. And once it's the norm, then we we're looking for the next thing, and that's where the unhappiness is. I don't know if that's like really um, True. exciting or depressing. I just made that. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like a, a massive lie. Yeah, um, I just made it up. I'm just ripping. <laughs> we get we get half an hour to fill. I don't know. I'm just... Yeah, you said it was just we're talking, so I was just talking. Um, but yeah, that that to me like sounds super depressing because um, it makes you feel like we never get to actually be happy. Um, well, well, the, well what, it, what, what I think what we can take from that is. <laughs> the moral. We can use, we can use that understanding of you know more self awareness of how we are to realize that if we're looking for that fulfillment from having more money or enough money yeah. that we that that's sort of like chasing your tail and that yeah. you know it could help you to look around and focus on things that actually do make you happy yeah. which is like connections with other people doing something you love doing. Mm. Um, uh, creating for for a lot of people is being creative. You know that's when they get in their in their zone. They feel really happy. I mean, sure. The, the, the fulfilling things in life, you don't need to win the lottery to do. Especially if you're lucky enough to have your basic needs met. Mm. So the best. I mean, as you're saying that, like when it comes to comedy as well, the best example I can think of would surely be Dave Chappelle. You know, back when he quit Chappelle's show, he turned down fifty million. He went back to Ohio and kind of just hung out there. And he said, between Chappelle's show and now, that's kind of the happiest he's been. He had no burdens, and it wasn't about the money. He was getting to perform every night, and he loved that. Um, you know, granted, now he's been offered sixty million from Netflix to do three fucking specials. But yeah, yeah I mean, that makes a lot of sense that he he just left, and it's not well, necessarily about being at the top and being super famous and super wealthy. That's not no. really the key. No, he just he just uh, he was he just was able to accept that just. Earning between five hundred and a million a night was enough <laughs> for you know for yeah, him to be yeah. happy. No, yeah. but I, I'm kidding because I really think Dave absolutely loves being on stage, yeah. and he just want to go around and think of funny shit to say, and get better and become the best stand up he could be. And yeah. again, yeah, he did turn his back. Everyone, it's a, it's a well known story. Uh, and when one of the other things that I'm that I've been reading about is that. There's an idea that when you, the the more you chase uh, 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 superiority, the more you chase uh, being the best, the it actually the more elusive it is. Mm. You know, you see people. Why can't I get there? You know, mm. but when you just when you say screw it and just say I want to do this because I want to do it, you actually uh, for, for whatever reason 
you, it can aid your success. And I think that Dave's a good example of that. He he walked away from that to turn. I mean, he still would have been big, mm. but did what he wants, what he loves. And then next thing you know, a few, you know, ten years later, whatever Netflix offers him even more. I think more. it's why he stay. He still lives. He didn't do it for the money. So the money, yeah, the money came looking for him. Yeah, mm. you know. And I mean, it's not it's not always going to work out so so incredibly for mm. everyone, but there is some truth to that, I think. Mm. Yeah. I've been thinking for a little while about moving back to my hometown and just waiting <laughs> for should. that 60 mil. You know, just, you should just, just you know, when it out, comes to you, that's the whole Get out of the big city. <laughs> first of all, get out of the big city. Yeah. That's your first mistake right no there. No one's me 60 mil here. I'll tell you that much, right? Yeah, now. there's too much competition here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, another thing I wanted to talk to you about, um, being one of the, one of the more established comics is I feel like lately, especially on TV, we're getting a more, a, more of an insight into stand up, you know, like crash here on HBO with Pete Holmes or, the Big Sick that yep. just came out with Kamal Nanjini or um, even the I'm Dying Up Here, the Jim Carrey produced show. None of which I've seen. You've seen none of those? That's that, that 10% competitive <laughs> side of me won't let me go see those. <laughs> so you're not one of those comics that watch shows about comics? Well, it's just like the reason I bring it up is because it's fucked up. When you, when you like, um, I was saying to Dave earlier, like there was this story that Ed Helms and Kevin Hart did that Captain Underpants movie together. Turns out they were doing the same clubs together. They were doing the stand-up shows in, mm-hmm. in New York or... Uh, when Letterman did a special to Robin Williams, he talked about how he was this established comic in this particular club in New York, mm. and then this kid comes along and blows him out of the water, and it's Robin Williams. So like, uh-huh. all these, like all these, it seems like the community s- so so tight and, and oh yeah. Also, a- I I haven't purposely avoided those shows, but I, I actually don't. I just haven't. You know, we're, I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale at the moment. You yeah. can only watch yeah. one thing at a time. <laughs> oh man! I keep up with my Game of Thrones, but <laughs> do we so want I just to talk about The Handmaid's Tale for a little while. I'm no, like halfway I haven't, seen, I haven't seen the end of it yet. Though, so. Oh, you, where, where are you up? To? Praise be, praise, praise be. Under his eye. I didn't get this yeah. check. I haven't seen well, that. Check it out. It's, re- it's oh. like really good. Blessed be the fruits. It's a great show. <laughs> <laughs> like um, Elizabeth Moss is just blowing my mind. Yes, it's good. Yeah, we're enjoying it. We're a we're not quite done. Yeah. Um, but it's true, yeah. You end up working with tons of people mm. that become some, and you have you you brush with greatness for sure as a stand-up. When you were coming up, were there, were there anyone that you had consistent run-ins with, or even well, I was, I was well. For instance, I was lucky enough to be, be friends with my first week on the road, uh, which was a, a hosting in the states. There's a three-act show, so it's, it goes host. Middle act, or fe- or sometimes called feature act, and then headliner. Mm. Host is the least, almost always the least experienced comic. So that's your first gig. Mm. So you say, "Hey, welcome to the show," and you you take the bullet, you warm them up. Where's the reason I say that? It's because different in the UK, often it's a really experienced comedian called the compare that introduced the show. Mm. Sure. <clears throat> different systems. Anyway, the point is, I was hosting at this club, and at the sister club of this club. Uh, the host was Mitch Hedberg, and so and and we'd met because we both did a contest. And our prize, he came in second, I came in third, and our prize was to open up, get a week opening, and we had him concurrently. So that's how we became friends. And of course, you know, he 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 died, uh, you know, sadly, mm. way too early. But he, I think he's one, of, you know, one of the great comics in mm. in my time. Just for his originality and his jokes and his presence are incredible, and so they, that that was a n- nice thing. Kind of a sad, mm. sad thing too. But um, yeah, and yeah, 
I mean, if you're a working comic, you're going to work with tons of awesome people. Mm. If, you, if you move around a little bit, too. Yeah. I remember meeting Sarah Silverman, too, when she was just, I think she was 21. Oh, wow. And then, uh, and obviously she's a legend and stuff. So. Mm. Mm. So, it's, so it's fun. So whatever happens to me, it's nice to be able to think, oh, you know, I got to be a, whatever little part I get to be of this. Of the, you know, I'm not on Person's CNN's. Life. They don't mention yeah. me on CNN's history of comedy, but, you know, in, in a way I feel like I am yeah. still. Mm. But that's fake news anyway, I've heard. <laughs> so, um, so really I wouldn't be offended <laughs> yeah. by that. Well, they mentioned... <laughs> Uh, Doug Benson, I think, and I'm in. I have one little scene in his movie. I think they mentioned Super High Me. I didn't see it. My dad told me. So <laughs> by proxy, I'm I'm in it. Congratulations! That's, that's, uh, I'll take anything exciting. I can get. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you but when you get to this level now, you know you hear a lot of comics talk about when they were starting, they were getting there, and they were bombing a lot. Can you still bomb? Um, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> You just walk outside. You give it a red hook. Fuck okay. everyone here. Still lost. Uh, oh, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I don't. I mean, I, I definitely a joke can bomb here and there. Yeah, but yeah. usually I would structure a show so I would it wouldn't all be brand new experimental. Just thought of it that day. Yeah. yeah. Although I should do that, and that's the idea behind. I call my work in progress shows keeper or crapper. So yeah, the idea is that. You know, hey, I just thought of this today, so I'll throw it out there. But even then, I'll still come into those shows with some new stuff that, excuse me, God, I just ate lunch before I came around. <laughs> Real sounds good. Had, had, a nice had a nice hot pie. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, so, uh, no, I don't bomb ever. For a flawless show. <laughs> no, no, definitely not flawless. In fact, I could have shows where I'm, I'm not happy with, yeah. where mm. I've definitely struggled or worked really hard to, mm. to get the laughs. I've had, I've had shows, you know, it can happen mm. where, you know, one night you're just not feeling it, or mm. the crowd's not feeling it, or sometimes, mm. you know, and if there's other comics, they can say, yeah, that crowd was messed up you mm. know a crowd has it tends to have its own personality like like a single uh, um, entity i find mm. which is strange so a crowd would either like be gr- often it's you know it's a great crowd or it's a it's a very quiet crowd is it similar to how it is you think it'd be more uneven because you're talking about 50 100 200 300 people whatever the size of the crowd Thousand people, but they tend to congeal into this single entity. I find. So is it like when you see in the movies, like when a comic will come off stage and like the rest of the comics are in the green room and the guy's like, "This crowd fucking sucks. Be ready for this. This is shit." <laughs> and they all, everyone kind of knows. Like, oh, okay. Like, is it just? Well, uh, that's pretty rare because a lot of comedians seem to, you know, they're hesitant to. It's not. I think they're hesitant to blame the crowd because that could sure. yeah. that could look like excuse making, mm. but they will say, uh, "Yeah, these guys are they're a little quiet." You know, that's code for this, these guys fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but they say like, "Yeah, they're, I think it's you know it's a little Saturday nightish, you know, yeah. or whatever. That's date night, yeah. Saturday early show." Um, but yeah, people generally won't come out and 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 disparage the crowd. Mm that overtly but mm. they will give you a hint at the crowd but i'll often ask the comic for so like what are they like because if i know the act i'm working with them all week sometimes at a club 
and I know which of their jokes kill. And then if I hear that joke, or the guys I work with, like Joel Osborne, I tour with a lot, and I know his his big, some of his big jokes. And I'm like if I hear one of those struggle, then then I know this crowd, you know, I, I know more or less. You know, there's also they get better, they warm up more. But yeah, each night differs. But do I flat out go out there and get zero laughs? No, that hasn't happened in a long time. Mm-hmm. I think the last time that happened was a, a, a NACA conference. I fucking ate it there. A what conference? A NACA, North American College Association yeah. in the States. This was a million years ago. And you have to pay to go. As the comic. Yeah, you, you, you pay a submission fee because it's all these representatives, these college students from different colleges. Yeah. And they go there to watch the showcase. And then there's like a little fair afterwards, a little jobs fair where they come up and you can be at a little booth that you know, your agency has. And they can go, hey, we'd love to get you out to our school. And, and, and it pays pretty well if you get the work. Yeah. And so I, I paid, what, 500 bucks. It was, I'll never forget it because it was my 10-year class reunion. So I skipped that to go to it because I thought, this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I, I did want to go to my 10-year class reunion, you know, I was, but I, I took the job over. I'd just been in Australia, and I was doing this shit. I was being really – I was feeling pretty bold out here because the crowds were loving it. And so I was – I'd gotten in this phase of dressing up. I don't know how else to put this. Uh, you know, I was wearing eyeliner. I was wearing, uh, like, uh, metallic spandex pants. Good. And like a uh, Australians. Uh, I don't know what stuff. the fuck I was thinking looking back, but <laughs> I was trying to blend like like a heavy metal sort of stage persona with stand up. Yeah. yeah. And and it seemed like people here were like, this must you know maybe because I was from overseas. They like thought, a bit of flash. This yeah. is fucking cool, you know. And, and you see you just see to some degree guys like Tim Minchin mm. and, and that's all I was gonna and, say. And, <laughs> Russell yeah. Brand, you know, there there is to agree there people have been able to infuse, you know, this sort of rock and roll vibe with thing. But I was going like over the top, like glam metal style, and and it, 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 for whatever reason, it seemed to work here, and it seemed like it was the shows were fun and everyone was happy. Yeah. Mm. So I went to this thing thinking I'm gonna fucking blow them away, and I ran out there in those things and ran around, and I'm wearing like heeled like boots and like. Uh, and uh, there, there was—I just kid you not—there were like spandex, uh, silver, metallic uh, bell bottoms. There was there was tight as you can imagine, and then they flared out at the boots. And I, I don't even—I can't remember what I wore on top. It might have been a blouse, for all I know. I mean, it was—it <laughs> was out of control. And I had eyeliner, and I ran around like, yeah. And like I've never seen an audience like just not like not do anything more. Like they all just sat there like like waiting for something, you know, like yep. just nothing. And I couldn't buy a laugh after that. I think I think I was supposed to do twenty minutes, I probably lasted twelve or thirteen and yeah. it was just mm-hmm. like they all just were like, This guy's fucked. Like <laughs> like that's the worst I ate it maybe in my whole life. And no, on top I'm, of that, I paid damn money to be there. Oh, for the privilege of, of of eating it, and I'd miss <laughs> I'd miss an event that I really wanted to to be at. Yeah, so you know, no more costumes. Costumes are done now. Well, I phased it out not too long. After that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More and more now, I just want to be comfortable. You know, I wear yeah. goddamn camping pants on stage, and <laughs> I think I'm more comfortable being myself 
the way I would just want to dress. And mm-hmm. it's more, but you know, on the odd show, you know, if I'm doing a nice theater, or a showcase, or a benefit, you know, I might throw on a collared shirt. If I do corporate, I might wear a suit. I'll just dress how I feel like dressing now. Yeah, but right. yeah, no, no, no more eyeliner. Thank God. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't even go to the thing where you meet the people after the thing. <laughs> I, after that gig, I, went I, I, like I went to the hotel room and I, I remember this is a bit rock and roll. I threw a phone book at the wall, and uh, that was the extent of my tantrum. And I, I was I was so <laughs> mad, and, and I was mad at myself. And but I was also at the time mad. Yeah, I, I felt like yeah, you know, it was just a shitty night at work. But now I can look back and see the humor in it. Yeah. And, so what are you gonna do? You know, but that was probably the worst I ever tanked it. Mm-hmm. Just misread, just misjudged everything, and <laughs> and uh, well, anyway, that's one of the little. You know, there's hiccups for sure, but generally speaking, shows go pretty good. And uh, on that note, Arch, we do we have to let you go now, mate. You've got uh, you've other th- other places to be. Well, I'm gonna but, go over um, to visit news.com.au. Oh, that sounds like a real thing. Yeah, we're it? Gonna, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, we talk about chat with those guys. Talk about life. <laughs> well, best of luck for the for the tour. Um, once yeah, again, thanks. the dates are on archbarker.com. Oh yeah, Check I'm going. I'm going out. right around with organic. Yep. And, and if you don't see your city there, well, that doesn't mean I'm not going there. Like, there's no WA dates on there yet. But sure. I'll be bringing organic to Perth next year for sure. Probably the yep. Regal Theater. I'm doing the Perth. Uh, is that the Fringe Festival in January? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm, I'm doing a week there with with uh, uh previewing my brand new show yep hopefully putting the finishing touches on it by then uh but um so i'll be around wa but they're not on the site yet well next month you'll be at melbourne fringe with lady bunny and john so, McHale, so that'll be good so oh yeah mm. sometimes people say well why, why is there no adelaide and i, I say well, I've already done organic. Orga- Adelaide was the first city I brought organic to. Mm. Yeah, but it's nice. They want me to go there, so yeah. I shouldn't complain. But it's because you're there. St- <laughs> but at the start I do of the go tour. to Adelaide. I probably I probably do more shows in Adelaide than any single city yeah. in Australia. So back off Adelaide. So yeah, no, Adelaide, <laughs> just chill. No, Arch loves you. He loves you. No, I love him. I love for Adelaide. Check out the new Rhino down there. Um, so that's all I'm saying is that that doesn't represent every date I'm going to do. It's just the ones cool. that are confirmed mm. that are on there now. Great. Cool. Well, he's here. He's in the country. Check out the dates. Thank you so much for coming on the show, mate. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a lot tour. of fun. I feel like I did. I probably talked to you guys' ears off, but. This is good. No, this, this is great. So, yeah, this is the whole point of the podcast. This has been like, like six years <laughs> in the process, man. So, thank What's you. What's this? Because I'm sitting down lower than you on a couch, yeah. and it's. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's a shrink session. We do that so that we feel like we have some sort of authority and status yeah, know, yeah. in the room. It's, it's <laughs> I should have laid back curated. like this. Like classic psychologist style. All right, mate. Let's see. Talk to you soon. Okay, cheers. Thanks, Arj. Thank Mic drop. <laughs>